0: Ciao, and welcome to Life in Luca with Andrea. This podcast came about because of my passion for Luca. So much so, I decided to self-fund this project. I've been overwhelmed with the response and would dearly love for it to continue. So, if you enjoy the episode, you can help by visiting the Ko-fi supporter webpage and donate the equivalent of a cup of coffee or two. You can find the link in the episode notes. Or on my webpage, lifeinluca.podbean.com. Thank you. This week I chat to my very special friend Debbie Charlotte, who I actually met here in Luca. Debbie is a yoga teacher, and not only has she travelled extensively around Tuscany, amassing a wealth of experience, she also fell in love with Luca along the way. She has had many an adventure. And it's been great fun sharing some of those adventures with her. In fact, Debbie recently realised her dream and bought an apartment in the historic centre of Luca. So, whether you're planning to visit Luca or thinking of buying your own apartment, this episode has lots to offer. Not just practical advice, but also fun experiences. Here's the show. So, Debbie... Ciao and welcome to Life in Luca with Andrea. So the concept of this podcast is for listeners to listen into to an informal conversation about Luca. And as we are very close friends, that shouldn't be too difficult. What is wonderful is that we actually met here in Luca. And I've been looking through photos and I found one in 2015 of us on the bridge at Monte San Quirico. I think we actually met at Yoga on the Walls. So what I want to do is I want to take you right
1: back and ask you, how
0: did you discover Luca?
1: So we started coming on holiday to Tuscany in 1999 and the first holiday we did was a walking holiday. But at the end of it, we had some extra days and we stayed in Montecatini Alto, which is about half an hour from Lucca, And we had a day out on the train and came to Lucca. I can't remember how we chose Luca um, but it was probably in the guidebook um, and I thought it was a nice town, you know, didn't think this is the best place I've ever seen but I, I liked it but my husband was very taken with it um, and then nearly every year since then we came back to Tuscany on holiday and we'd usually stay in Lucca for two or three days at the start or the end, partly because it was near the airport but more importantly, because we liked it and we liked spending time in Lucca, so we'd normally be going to other places in Tuscany, and we gradually got to know it um, through that. And then in 2015, the year when we met, we came and lived in Lucca for six months as a trial of what was it like to live in Lucca rather than just come on holiday.
0: Oh, so that's you know you sort of quite um, quite an introduction, a slow introduction mm. to it, and mm. then.
1: You know, and then quite an intense period yeah. actually living here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you got to know it really well in 2015 then?
1: Yes, yes. So we decided that the dream was to come and retire here and I became conscious that was that just a fantasy or in reality would it actually be nice to live here? So we were very lucky. We had the opportunity to have a career break um, and decided to spend six months in Italy. We had to decide where to live and... There were other places we liked, um, but we decided we were city people. So although there's lots of lovely villages and countryside to live in in Tuscany, it suited us better to be in a town not too big, not too small. So Luca suited us well because everything is here There's good public transport, quite a lot going on, but it's not the size um, of a very big city. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how we chose it. And then we rented an apartment in Piazza Amphitheatro, which is the old Roman amphitheatre, converted into housing. Lived right in the centre and found that that just suited us really well. We liked being in the middle of everything, being able to walk everywhere, um, and it suited us very well.
0: Yeah, the amphitheater is just beautiful, isn't Mm,
1: it? Yeah, mm. Yeah, and so we were lucky. We arrived at the beginning of June and I think that week a jazz festival started. So literally outside our lounge window, a stage (sighs) got erected with the seats and every night for a week there was a different jazz concert and we sat in the window so it just felt like you know this had been all arranged (laughs) just for us when we arrived and then over the next six months quite a lot of different activities happened just even in that piazza, Mm -hmm. car festivals, markets, music, all, all sorts of things went on and that was just in one small piazza and as you know yourself, all over Luca, there'll be other events going on. Mm. Um, and, in fact, it kind of turned into a bit of a part-time job, just trying to keep <laughs> track of what what um, festivals or shows, activities were on and choosing which to go to. And there's an amazing choice of things, both music, culture, but also sports and, and other things available.
0: So an armchair view then, really? Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. An armchair view. And um, I know... Well, I, I don't know if it was 2015, but I know that you've been here when comics has been on. I think that's November, isn't it?
1: Yeah, late October. Yes. yes.
0: Tell us a little because I've not spoken to anybody else about, I've interviewed about comics, but that is something really, really Yes, special. yes.
1: So the whole city is transformed into a kind of fantasy land of um, both comics, games, um, fantasy TV shows, a lot of. Stands where production companies come and um, sort of, as we say, exhibit their wares, but also um, tents selling comics and um, talks and demonstrations to do with the world of games and comics. But Luca is taken over by, I think it might be 100,000 people at its peak per day. Certainly a lot of people, many of them dressed up as their (laughs) favourite comic or. Show heroes and the the effort they go to is quite incredible and they they all sort of walk around all day with their costumes and maybe <laughs> their um, guns or whatever else they've added to their costume and yes it, and, and the city is absolutely packed it's a very it's quite overwhelming in terms of the number of people but it's a lovely atmosphere people are just enjoying themselves um, it's not something that particularly interests me but. They're very sort of nice people, and they're in their own little world. Has ha- you know, very happy going around from stall to stall, tents to tent. But um, and they're supposedly very um,
0: enthusiastic because they come from all over the world. Yeah, aren't yes,
1: yes, yes. And I think they come from quite a lot of different places in Italy. It's, mm-hmm. it's all the accommodation is booked up in Lucca, and people travel from quite a way away to mm-hmm. come and, and stay further away.
0: So you're rubbing shoulder with Spider-Man and
1: Superman yeah, and Star yes, Wars and Star yeah, Trek. Yes. I vaguely remember, wasn't there a launch of a, was it a Star Wars or a Star Trek
0: film one year? And they had, I don't know, I, don't, I could be wrong, it
1: might not be Patrick Stewart, but I think there was... They had some, I think they had stars from Star Trek and I think I took a photo of a group of them. I, I don't remember mm. who they were, mm. but yes. But, yeah. But my husband buys a ticket and goes, and is very interested mm. and, and really enjoys. Mm. And, and there's a wide range of activities to go to and different types of um, mm. sort of shows or information. So yeah, if, if you're interested in it, I think mm. it's fantastic. It's. Yeah.
0: And I suppose if you're not interested, just to see it once. Yeah, because yeah, it.
1: it's it's lovely to, to, to see it. I mean, a, a lot of people I've spoken to go away for those days. They find <laughs> who, who live in. Um, the centre of Luca, they they find it's a bit of an invasion. Mm. But as I say, it's it's a very sort of you know they're a harmless group, and, yes. and 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 it's nice to see people having fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I suppose standing on the walls,
1: that'd be a good place. Yeah, to, to, to yeah, see. Yeah. yeah. Yes, awesome. and they also have some of the tents around the walls in oh. terms of both selling things mm. but also, again, doing talks mm. or exhibitions, that type mm. of thing. So, yes, yeah, so just a walk around the walls is very entertaining in terms of mm. the, <laughs> the people you see and, 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 and especially you know, when you don't know who these characters are trying to work it out.
0: Work yeah. it out. Well, I know you've really immersed yourself in um, the Lucchese life and you go to an awful lot of um, events and concerts. I know you like the classical concerts. And there are throughout the area. Really. I mean, the main one, I think, is it Virtuoso and Belcanto is the main one, but they have other classical...
1: Yes, the, the main ones that I go to are at the Boccherini Music School, mm. which is in Piazza Suffragio. They have a range of concerts during the years. Mm. Sometimes the... Sorry, it's a music school. Sometimes the students are giving concerts, which are excellent, mm. and sometimes they have masterclasses. And so the... Teachers taking the master classes give concerts. Sometimes I think they invite other musicians to give concerts, but they have a, a wide range of concerts. And then also at the theatre, Teatro El Giglio, they have a season of concerts. But there, there are other, as, as you say, and then there are some festivals like Virtuoso um, and Bel Canto, Luca Classica. So there are other concerts going on as well. You
0: also um, go to the uh, cinema, don't you? Yes. There's there's about three
1: cinemas. Yes.
0: But one of them's actually outdoor, isn't it?
1: Yes, so there are three indoor cinemas. And then in the summer, from the end of June to early September, there's an outdoor cinema in the gardens of Villa Bertini, which is my favourite one to go to. Um, So there's a film on every night during that summer period. So normally I buy a season ticket, um, which is five shows, and I'll I'll get through a number of those over the season. Mainly films in Italian. Occasionally they'll show one in the original language, say in English with Italian subtitles, but mainly Italian films. But a, a whole wide range. Um, also, and not just Italian films, French films, overseas films, but. Um, dubbed into Italian. It must be beautiful,
0: sat outside on a Mm. summer evening, you know, when it's not too hot, when there's a nice breeze, sat outside watching a film.
1: Yeah, it's lovely. And because we don't have a balcony in our apartment, Mm. being able to sit outside is really valuable. So, yes, Mm. it's lovely.
0: If you watch the films and a lot of them are in Italian, does that mean that you speak Italian?
1: Yes, so I speak Italian reasonably well.
0: yes. Yeah, so the films were in Italian. That That's more than reasonably
1: <laughs> if you can follow a film. Well, I, I don't follow all of it all the time. So sometimes, um, you know, parts of the plot escape me or I, I miss bits of dialogue. And, I, and I, in particular, I notice that the jokes the Italians will be laughing and I won't quite call the joke. (laughs) But I can normally follow it well enough and sometimes afterwards I look on Wikipedia at what the plot was because I haven't quite understood how (laughs) we got from one part to another. But usually I can follow it well enough and I go partly to improve my language. It's part of language learning to listen and and sort of see what I don't understand to then realise areas to look at.
0: Yeah, and that brings me on because you've actually done what a lot of people would like to do, the dream. You've actually bought a property here in Lucca, haven't Mm, you? Yes. So you haven't completely moved here, relocated permanently, Mm. but you spend part of your time in the UK and part of your time in Lucca. So um, I suppose to do that, you need to have a good understanding of the language. Um, I mean, I think a
1: lot of people do it who don't speak the language, so they get help locally, they'll get... Mm. um, a geometra, which is a surveyor, mm. in um, sorry, the Italian word for surveyor. So they'll get people who speak English to help them, estate agent, lawyer or, mm. w- or whatever. So a lot of people do it without the language, but mm. I did feel it was a help to mm. be able to converse with people in Italian mm. um, and maybe, say, get the full story rather than what they've been able to translate into English.
0: Mm. So what advice would you give to somebody that was thinking of buying an apartment?
1: I would say take take your time and spend quite a lot of time in the area when where you're looking or if you see an apartment you fall in love with, spend some time in that area. And although it sounds a bit extreme, I would get up at four o'clock in the morning and go and sit by it and see what happens. Because one of the problems in Centro storico, so in the centre of Lucca, is that there's a lot of noise with bin lorries early in the morning, street sweeping and, you know, the activities of maintaining the city. So it's a beautiful city and we're very lucky that rubbish is collected throughout the day, but it can be quite noisy and properties that look quite quiet, if you go and see them at four o'clock in the afternoon, can actually be very noisy at certain times of day. Mm -hmm. So I'd spend some time... Um, checking out what's going on around it and mm. making sure um, it is as quiet as you maybe think it is, assuming you've chosen something quiet, find a good geometry to investigate um, the situation of the property and any issues with it um, and just try to detach yourself from the dream of this is a property in Italy and it all looks beautiful um what what is really going on try to find out something about the neighbors if it's in a block of apartments if that's possible um because i've heard of some quite difficult stories for for people who've had issues with their neighbors so again people you know it can all appear so beautiful and i think property buying is often a bit of a dream and a fantasy but particularly when you're buying somewhere abroad and somewhere that you love maybe to go on holiday Um, it's very easy to get swept up in the fantasy of it.
0: So that's really good practical advice, you know, sort of have your dream and follow your dream, but perhaps rent, first of all. Yes, yes, yes. And if
1: you were going to move, um, ideally, if um, if it suits you, renting is a good idea. And certainly for us, we bought in probably a completely different area to what we'd have done without having rented and got to know the city. So mm. we we didn't buy that near to where we rented, but the mm. six month that we did went gave us a chance to explore the city mm. and work out areas we did like and areas we mm. weren't so keen on.
0: And it's sort of it's very popular to rent anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It's not difficult, is it no. at
1: all? And there are a lot of um, good quality rented apartments and houses available and in fact we weren't going to buy originally we were just going to rent because mm. there are a good choice available and you can get long leases mm. so compared to the UK where most people rent um, have a lease of six months or a year in Italy you can get much longer leases as mm. common so you've got more security.
0: Yeah and I think they do they, 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 they're quite high up on the um, um, you know being looked after aren't they the rights of the of re- of people that rent aren't they you know, in the in the legal side of things as well.
1: Yeah, they certainly have rights, but again, you do hear of people with landlords who don't aren't very good at the maintenance. But yes, yes. certainly, but tenants do. I think have quite strong yeah. rights. Yeah, tenants' wise Yes, mm-hmm. yes.
0: but well, I suppose that's the same anywhere. It depends on you who owns it. As yeah. To who, yeah. You know, whether they're going to whether how, how are they going to maintain yeah. it or not? Yeah. yeah. That's
1: very very true.
0: So, how easy do you think it is to live in Lucca then?
1: Oh, I think, I mean, I, I suppose I'm talking as someone who's not worked here. So mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm when i here, I'm, I've got a, fr- a free life. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very easy city to live in, in terms of everything you need is available, there's enough. Um, for example, small supermarkets within the city centre, all the kind of services you need. You can walk everywhere or cycle. It, it's, it's big enough to have everything, but small enough to get around easily. Mm-hmm. There's a, um, local buses run throughout the, the city centre, um, which can be handy for you know, if you don't want to walk or cycle or you're going somewhere specific. So I think everything's there, and normally if you don't know where to buy something, you can ask and someone will know where to go. And certainly uh, there's a lot of more, I call it more practical shops and businesses just outside the walls, Mm -hmm. but again, within walking distance from the city centre and just outside the walls, most things you need, like for getting things repaired or Mm -hmm. um, that type of thing, but there's everything within Luca, um, Mm -hmm. so quite convenient.
0: Yeah, no. If I'm if I need my shoes repairing, healing, or soling, I always bring that pair here because they're so big on shoes here. But there's um, you've got the local uh, craftsman, and you've got the shoe repairer, haven't you? Mm. Yes. Yeah,
1: so so often things like that will be done. I'd say to a better standard mm. than you would get in the UK. Yeah. And as you say, they actually seem to be craftsmen. Mm. I, I took some coats to be dry cleaned recently. And the level of de- attention to detail wow. in terms of what they were going to do and how they came out at the end, mm. you know, was very, very good standard. Mm. Just in a small, the, the nearest local dry right mm. cleaners to where we live.
0: And they're not pricey, too pricey mm, either, yeah. are they? Mm, no, mm, no. I think yeah. I think it cost me about five euros to have my shoes healed, mm. and the job was a, you know, really, really good job. Mm, really, yeah. really good job. One thing I wanted to ask you about because it's something I've never mastered. Is the bus network. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) You've really mastered it. I mean, the trains, they have to... I mean, I know when I say they have to come on time, they have to run to a timetable. I mean, there's always... In any country, there's going to be some, you know, some of them that will be late. But trains, more or less, rule of thumb, you know, you've got a timetable and you can more or less guarantee, unless something crops up, that you can get on a train. But the buses... I've I've never really mastered them, but I think you really have. So tell me about the bus network.
1: <laughs> uh, so so if I start off sort of within the centre of lucas mm-hmm. so within this historic centre and just outside, there's a network of local buses that run between about every ten to twenty minutes during the daytime. You can buy a ticket that lasts 70 minutes and within that you can be going on any of those buses that you want to. So, for example, if you just want to get the bus to go somewhere to a shop, buy one thing and come back again, you can probably do it on the same ticket. Um, You can buy a book of 10 tickets and they have bus passes available, which I haven't got into that yet. But there's also an app now that you can use. So that will tell you which buses are coming um, and how far away it is or that it's going to come in five minutes. So that's very handy. Mm -hmm. Um, the buses run from about seven o'clock in the morning till eight thirty at night they don't run particularly late into the evening which seems to be quite common in italy mm. uh, and they don't run on sunday morning but they're very handy for nipping around when we um, started moving into our apartment we took the one of these small buses to the Big electrical shop outside the centre, bought a television and then got back on the bus with it. (laughs) The
0: television?
1: Yeah. Standing in where uh, someone would go with a wheelchair and then got off the bus and and it was possible to go and buy things like that. It's not uncommon uncommon, that really, is it? Mm. You know, I
0: mean, I'm laughing Mm. and it it is, I'm laughing because it's just, it's typically Italian, Mm. isn't it? Mm. But it it, it isn't uncommon at all. Mm. If somebody wants a big item, that's exactly what they'll do, isn't it?
1: And, And so, you know, it can be very convenient. And then going further afield from Lucca, there are buses going well to, to many destinations, but Pisa to the coast, to the beach resorts, to mm. Florence, mm. and they do that. They, they tend to run, if not on time, but you, you quite often are stood at the bus station and there's no sign of the bus, and at one minute to the hour it's due to go, <laughs> the right. bus appears and, and, and off it goes. So actually, I found them to be quite reliable, mm. and they they do turn up yes if you're waiting at a stop sort of out of um, in the middle of nowhere you might have to wait a while and you don't mm. have you don't know for sure that it's coming but they do seem to be quite reliable mm. um, I think it, that, that you have to generally get a ticket in advance so that can be if you suddenly decide you want to get on the bus and you can't find a backy that is selling the tickets that you want mm. um, and, and Pre-COVID, you could buy tickets from the driver. At the moment, that seems to have been suspended, but hopefully that will come back again.
0: Mm. So it's, it's it's really good for transport, isn't it? The uh, to Luca, because mm. you've got the bus station just inside the walls in uh, Santana, mm. and then you've got the um, the train station just outside the walls, which is I think the nearest gate is San Pietro. Yes, yes. yes. So and they're so easy, aren't they? To to get to yeah from wherever yeah, you are in the
1: city yeah yes so it's convenient to get to the station train station mm. where you can generally mm. use it for longer journeys um, mm. and the bus station again mm. it's just outside the um, on the edge of the centre mm. and the bus office is very helpful so yeah um, so you know you, you can get a lot of help from them in terms mm. of trying to work out where to go mm. when, the time, when the bus is going and so on
0: I tend to um take um they, they have some timetables up don't they will do some typed out it's mm. an official timetable so if you were say going to florence mm. and you can take a photograph of yeah them, like, on your phone yeah. so you know the yeah. times don't you going there yeah. and going back
1: yeah. yeah yeah and i also if probably for somewhere like florence i download the timetable mm. sometimes i get it printed out sometimes mm. i just have it on my phone mm. but it is a bit of an art to um decipher them sometimes yeah. in terms of so, for example, um, the bus to Florence doesn't run on a Sunday. Mm. Certainly, didn't last year when I was trying to do it, which is not that obvious when you first look at the timetable. No. So, I think mm. it's um, yeah, you have to you have to be quite careful. Yes, um,
0: and they've recently changed it. I don't know if it was last year because they've been they've introduced some um, metros, haven't they? The, um, the like, like trams in the centre of Florence. Yes. So the bus now. I know when I went last. I know definitely last year. The, it stops just outside the centre and you have to jump on a little tram, don't you? Yeah. If, you've not, if you've not done that before, it can be a bit, oh, what's happening here yeah. and what, where's yeah. the centre? Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, yeah. it's very straightforward and you use mm. the same ticket, don't you, Yes, that's right, in. yes, yes, yeah. that's right.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: I do tend to, if I'm honest, I tend to get the, the train, but I have done the bus. Mm. I've just remembered as well, I, um, I actually, I don't know if you remember last year, I went to San Gimignano and it was two trains and one bus there and back. And I did it, and I managed it, and it, it all ran smoothly. It was, mm. it was really good. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah, yeah. So I think, done. I think the buses are reliable. Yeah.
0: So, I want to talk to you about what a typical day is like for you, but I also want to mention to you what we call. <laughs> <because> I... <laughs> so I know. T- a typical day, if you're not working, is it, not, you know, if you're not got a full-time job, should I say, working from home or working in, you know, it, you know in the centre of Luka or, or
1: beyond. What well, do you have a typical day? I have activities I do and they probably vary in terms of when I do them, depending on the time of year. So when the weather's warmer, I would aim to get up and go for a walk around the walls, Maybe by half past eight, that sort of time before it's getting too um, hot. Um, in the winter, I'd do that. It's more any time of day because you know, obviously it's cooler. Um, but that's something that I like to do as a sort of, that's my kind of constitutional walk.
0: So, how um, long if somebody was wanting to walk a full circuit of the the walls? I mean, I know everybody walks at different mm, places, and you might stop off and look at something. But if you just wanted to do a lap of the walls, what sort of time do you think it would take? Think
1: about. 50 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. to actually go around the walls and mm-hmm. then depending on where you start from might have like a few mm-hmm. minutes there and back but probably about an hour you'd, mm-hmm. you'd say for doing that mm-hmm. um i like to go mid-morning late morning to a pasticceria mm-hmm. and have a pastry and coffee or tea so again that's flexible in terms of i tend to rotate where i go to then have a sort of suite of favourite ones, some I go to more than others. Uh, in the summer, in, I've learned in, to stay indoors, really, from about 12, half 12, to about 6. So then I tend to be doing things at home and then go out sort of early evening and either have another walk round, go to some shops, maybe have an ice cream. Um, and in the summer, as we discussed earlier, quite often I'm going to the cinema or a concert that's outside to try and make the most of the sort of outdoor events that are on in the summer in the winter probably as in most countries spending more time indoors but still going to cultural events as much as possible mm. um probably not eating so much ice cream because um, <laughs> of the weather and also the, the gelateria don't tend to be open and in, i suppose and then in between that sort of meeting friends for coffee or of TV going if there are exhibitions on maybe going to one of those once a week so but yeah winter's
0: more the time isn't it to mm, go to the indoor mm, and the museums mm, and the galleries I mean I know in the summer I mean we went to the Uffizi didn't we mm, you know a a few mm, few weeks mm, ago it's just so easy to book at the moment isn't it yeah but it was we we went and had a walk around Florence in the morning then the afternoon when it's boiling hot we went inside because it's air conditioned and it was so cool we spent a few mm, hours in the Uffizi didn't we because neither of us has done it for a few years it's always nice to go back and see and you always notice something different. But there are plenty of things like that to do in um, in Lucre, aren't there?
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a number mm. of um, mm. galleries and museums mm. with exhibitions on. But as you say, some of those, I'll keep track of what's on. But if mm. they're going to be on until October, I'll tend to mm. wait till late September, mm. October to go mm. um, and, and save those till then when you know, mm. it's not, not quite so hot. Mm. But... When I mentioned Luca time, Mm. we we tend to
0: it's as if we've we've done we've done a lot in the day, but it's sort of the time seems to run away with you. Mm. We don't when somebody says what have you done today? It's really hard to say, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I think sort of one thing seems to lead into another. Mm. Um, You know, I'll have things that I want to be doing on my to do list, and a week will go by, and it's quite something quite (laughs) straightforward, and I don't get to it. I think that's partly. Not having a car, so all shopping, for example, food shopping, I need to do either on the bus or bike or walk. I tend to go on my bike now. Um, The style of shopping is different. I tend to go to quite a lot of small shops and buy things, different health food shops, or go to the market to get vegetables. So taking shopping as an example, um, it takes me more time than it would in the UK because I'm going to a range of different shops where I can get um, good quality things in the UK. I'll probably just go to one big supermarket and, dare I say, put up with the the, the offering that they've got. Mm. I mean, so I, I, but I enjoy that, but that mm. takes more time because mm. it's nice to go and go to the market and things like that. So I think there's that element mm. of it, mm. um, and I also think... Uh, It's a city that sort of lends itself to you You think, oh, well, I'll just pop out and have a walk for 15 minutes. And then that becomes half an hour because you meander down some streets or maybe bump into someone and have a chat. So, Mm -hmm. um, yes, the time just seems to to go. And and there's, there's plenty going on. I certainly go out a lot more in Luca in terms of both meeting friends. And also activities like the, the cinema and the concerts, because I think they're on the doorstep in mm. the UK. I'd be thinking, well, I need to drive the car and park and mm. it's sort of more, um, a, a more involved process. You can be a lot more spontaneous in Luca. Mm. Um... That's
0: exactly it. You've hit put, you put the nail on the head there. There is a lot of spontaneity, isn't there? Mm. And it's like with um, friends, whether they're, they're English speaking or they're Italian, there's a lot of last minute invites. Mm. So, you know, you'll think you haven't got much on in a day and then all of a sudden somebody will message you and just say, oh, there's a few of us going to X.
1: Yes, that's right. You you know, would you like to join us? It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yes, and and definitely when you're not working, Mm. you're free to go and a lot of Mm. this... The things you kind of got on your list to do actually doesn't matter if they wait another day or Mm -hmm. two. So Mm -hmm. yes, you take the next opportunity, and and in a very lovely way, you know Mm -hmm. these opportunities keep coming. So yeah, yeah, they just just, do, don't they? Yes, but certainly yes, the the days are filled, filled quite easily.
0: And you're quite big on yoga as well, aren't you?
1: Yes. So um, I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years, and then in the last few years, I've trained as a yoga teacher. So um, I teach uh, at the moment one class a week on Zoom. So since COVID, um, mm. so which has been great because. Um, the students are in the UK so I've been able to teach them while I've been in Italy Mm. and it hasn't mattered whether I've been in the UK or Mm. Italy Mm. potentially I'll teach more maybe do some classes in Luca but that's still all to work out at the moment Mm. but yes but most days I'm doing yoga for 45 minutes an hour Mm. so Mm. and and that again going back to the the pattern of the day, I'm normally doing that between 12 and 6 when I'm indoors trying to keep out of the heat, whereas in the UK I would do it first thing in the morning. But, mm. you know, I've learned here, particularly in the summer, to get out in the morning while the, while the weather's a bit cooler.
0: Mm. Yeah, because it's quite a fresh first thing in the morning, isn't it? Mm. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, if, it, uh, whereas in the UK, you'd go for a stroll in the afternoon here. If you go then, it's just very hot and, and, and you end up very tired. And... Mm.
0: Well, I can put some details about your, your yoga Zoom classes in. Oh, here, well, that's very thank yeah, you. Yeah, in the episode yeah. notes. And then, because uh, I know that you are looking to do a little bit more, mm. aren't you? Then If yeah. somebody wants to contact you they can slightly yeah, because i i've been and i've thoroughly enjoyed
1: oh, it oh well that's very kind nice. thank and,
0: you and i have the luxury of being able because i'm here i can come into your apartment while you're doing yeah. it. and um i must say the view out of the window of the guinega <laughs> tower when you're doing yoga i don't <laughs> think you can i don't think you can find a better view to be doing yoga oh that's very kind thank you so yeah so i feel feel very privileged for that too and i do enjoy your yoga it's it's oh, well, it, yeah I've done lots of yoga, various type, kinds of yoga, but I think it's very, um, it's very focused, and it, um, you focus a lot on your breathing. Yes, and this you you really take your time on each of the moves, but you feel as though when you've done it, you've really had a proper session. Mm.
1: Yes, it's quite so. It's the approach is called vinni Yoga, V-I-N-I, mm. Yoga, and it's very breath focused. So the focus is on doing all movements or. Actions Mm. um, in time with your breath. So the the, the breath is the key rather than being able to physically do the move. It's Mm. can you do it while keeping your breath steady and even? Um, And it's also an approach that's tailored to the individual. So the approach is that people um, work within their limits, Mm. not to um, Mm. strict forms in the sense Mm. of they have to get into a certain position. So you adapt the postures um, to what they can do and Mm. if they've got injuries or Mm. restrictions to that so which to me has always made complete sense Mm. Mm. um so and and as you say what look like quite simple postures can Mm. actually be quite challenging and Mm. quite quite a powerful effect Mm. because it um when you're working trying to do everything keeping the breath controlled Mm. that's more demanding than it looks and you know it it can say it can look quite simple but Mm. when you're actually doing it it can be quite involved Mm.
0: I found it gentle
1: but powerful Mm.
0: and I also found that a bit of mindfulness comes into it as well because you're that busy trying to focus on the moves and the breathing at the same time if you've got any anxieties or if you've got any thoughts whizzing around your head they disappear because you're that busy focusing yeah
1: that's right yeah the hour we've, di- yeah we've di-
0: di- done it for mm. an hour and a half and i can't believe it an hour and a half can go so fast
1: mm. yeah so you, yes that's the idea is that the mind is focusing on the breath mm. and coordinating that with the movements in the body mm. so that as you say the mind is then not distracted mm. onto all the normal mm. activity that's going mm. on and you do still find your mind wandering but that's mm. Little part of the, the, the process is to try and get your mind to focus mm. and, and to pay attention and, and to learn about um, what's going on in your body mm. as you're doing the postures and, mm. and, and how that's playing out in your mind. Mm.
0: So we're going to move on to the quick fire questions now. Okay. And I wonder if you have a favourite Italian word or phrase.
1: Um... I've got lots of favourite words, but I words like "incredibile," mm-hmm. which is incredible in English. So it's it's literally the same word, but I just think the the way it sounds in in Italian does sound more <laughs> incredible, yes. Sort of with, a, with, with with some emphasis, that just always sounds lovely. But but lots of I, I I just like lots of the words that you can see them in English. Once you get your ear in, you can hear an Italian word. And you can um, you can almost guess the meaning or certainly mm. the flavour of it. And, and there are very few English words that don't look as if they could have come from Latin or base that you, you don't eventually find mm. in Italian, even though the meaning might be slightly different. Mm. But. but a lot of it is in the
0: pronunciation in Italian, isn't yeah. it? Which yeah. I, because I have this northern accent... <laughs> I'm... <laughs> it's only it's only the last few years that i've got to know people a little bit better and they've said we can't understand properly what you're saying and it's, it's your accent and i suppose if you've got sort of a, um um a, a, a middle england accent or a southern accent they're more used to the
1: of how the Italian is spoken by someone. Yeah, Yeah, but when when
0: somebody comes with a northern accent and the flat vowels, because I don't hear the flat vowels, it's only since I've been learning Italian that I've realised I've got these really flat vowels Mm. and I'm more aware. And I'm very proud of it and I don't mind, but I have to really think because I'll ask for something sometimes and um, they'll, they'll go, eh, to me, like that. And I know I've said the words right. I know it's a phrase that I use lots and lots and lots, so I know the words are correct. But it's the pronunciation, so that's something I have to... So it's good that you brought up about the pronunciation. Mm. Yeah, because it's very, very important.
1: But sometimes I'll still find that they won't understand me. I think if I go... Somewhere where they're not used to foreigners going in so much, and yes. they're just not attuned, a bit like you say, to how does Italian sound mm. when a non mother tongue speaker yeah. says it. So mm. I'll be saying the right words, and I think mm. the pronunciation's okay, but they're just their ear isn't attuned to. No, that's a good point. So
0: I think it's like if you think of somebody that speaks Italian when they come to England, they speak perfect English, you know, but they've got an Italian accent, mm. haven't they? So it mm. must be the other way around with us. Yes. So we speak might speak the perfect phrase in Italian, but we've got this English mm. accent. And it, yes. it, so it doesn't always travel, does it? And no. they, have, they have to concentrate and think.
1: So that's and it. people they... Italians have said to me, oh, are you English? Yes. And I've only spoken to them in Italian. Yeah. So there is something oh, there in how they yeah. know versus somebody yeah. from another country speaking it. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so there yes. is something in how we... Yeah pronounce or stress things but,
0: but they do appreciate it don't they even if, even oh, if you yes. have, don't have the right pronunciation <laughs> they really appreciate it don't they that, you, that you're making an effort they do mm. um so what's your, which is your favorite restaurant
1: do you have a favorite one what's in luca well mm. luca or outside luca because um, I mean, luca's a province isn't mm, it so it can be in, in luca i like il mechinate which is in piazza san francesco um, oh, we, went, we went for a meal didn't we yes it's it's good a lot of these um, ingredients come from local suppliers and the menu explains about where they've come from and i think it's um, good flavorful food and i think it's
0: a it's a family that have it I yes i think the so yes, yeah yeah yeah, they're really good. Now, this is—I know this is going to be a really difficult one for mm. you. your favorite pasticceria. You can do more than one, slide. Oh
1: well, I'm, I'm going to go one inside the walls, then, which is Pasticceria Meucci. Mm. You're not the first to have said that, actually. Which is near Piazza San Michele. Yeah. Um, and then my outside the walls is Pasticceria Regina, which is uh near the Arancio district. Yeah. Um, Which has a lovely selection of cakes and pastries and all sorts of wonders, but also has a lovely outside seating area. Mm. So it's very pleasant to sit and Mm. enjoy what you've chosen.
0: And unfortunately, it's only five minutes from my apartment. Well, indeed,
1: (laughs) indeed, indeed. (laughs) Which is always a
0: bit difficult, isn't it? Yeah, you just pass me, or I'll just have to call in. (laughs) And what about Gelateria?
1: Um... Well, my current favourite is, is someone that's only recently started doing ice cream, which is cani Caniparoli, mm. which is a chocolate shop, um, which, as I say, has just recently digressed into making ice cream. So I love the chocolate, and so I particularly like the chocolate ice cream.
0: They do an extra fondente, don't they? Mm. And they, you can really tell that there's real chocolate in it, mm. can't you?
1: Yeah. But the the other one that I'm a long-standing faithful customer of is Gelateria Veneta, which yes. has several branches in Lucca. Mm. And, um, yeah, I have always liked their ice cream, mm. I'm sure, I always will.
0: But, yeah, the main one's down near, um, well, it's on Via Veneto, isn't yes. it? Near yes, Costa yes. yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the main one, but like you say, they've got the small ones. But I think that's an historic one, isn't it? Yes, yes.
1: I think it's been here mm. sort of nearly 100 years, that sort of length of time. Yeah. And then we move on to
0: recommendations. So if somebody was going to come to Lucca... For a day, and they said to you, "What would you recommend? What you know? What I can't? You can't come to Luca for a day and not see do visit uh, something like that." So if they come in for a day,
1: so walk around the walls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, walk around and, the walls and digress off if you want to. Yes, but, if you but, see but, something, but but we'll go around and make a note of what you you know. They're amazing, ones, mm, aren't mm, they? Mm, yeah, mm. I mean, and you
0: see. Depending on what time of year you walk around the walls, you see lots of changes, don't you? Yeah,
1: and you tend to, you always notice something. Yeah. Partly because there might be work going on somewhere. Yeah. But there's there's always something to notice that you haven't seen before.
0: Mm. And if somebody was going to come for a week or more, mm. what must they see? Visit do inside or outside the walls?
1: Um, so I'd say go go to Piazza Amphitheatro mm-hmm. and have a drink or a meal. Mm. Um, Go up the Torre Guinigi to mm-hmm. see
0: the view. It's beautiful up there, isn't it? And the Torre Guinegis, when you say it, it doesn't sound much, but it has a mm. tree growing out at the top. But There's quite a mm. bit of history with it, isn't there? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it really is. Well. It's not expensive at all, is it? No, no, no. It's more
1: the physical effort, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but the view is stunning, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And you absolutely. can get a real perspective of of Luca, can't you? Mm. Probably see if there's... A concert or something on, so even if you don't speak mm-hmm. Italian, something that you could go to, whether mm-hmm. indoor or outdoor, so mm-hmm. see if there's something like that, that you can, mm-hmm. because that's really lovely to do um, in another country. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was, saying, I was saying earlier, there's a good choice in Luca. Uh, mm-hmm. Palazzo Fana, mm-hmm. which has a lovely garden. You can see the garden from the walls, but it's lovely to go in there. Mm-hmm. You can go in the palazzo itself, which is very... <laughs> is it-
0: a few, ben- few benches, aren't
1: they, yeah. on the walls, and you can
0: sit and look over the gardens yeah. and have a drink, and yes. that's beautiful, isn't yeah. it? But like you say, it is nice to go in because it's got quite a
1: history in the gardens. Yes. Yeah, pretty, aren't so, it? so it's very interesting to go in. Mm. You've
0: just recently been to, um, in Mali, of Villa, Villa Reale. Oh, you? yes, yes.
1: So Villa Reale is one of a number of villas around Lucca that you can visit, but Villa Reale... Um, was the well, one of the residences of Napoleon's sister when she was ruling Lucca, and it's been bought about six years ago um, by new owners who have spent a lot of money um, renovating the villa and the grounds, and it's absolutely beautiful. And this is in the millions, not just thousands. Yeah, it's, in the it's millions. Yes, millions. It's it? So um, the villa itself that you can go in the first two floors. Um it's all been brought back, I imagine, so it's a original appearance. Mm-hmm. Um the craftsmanship that's been done is absolutely stupendous to see, both the, the furniture and, and, and so on, but also the walls and the flooring and so on. And the gardens are beautiful. They've um also a lot of new plants and trees. Um, they've now opened a sort of cafe restaurant. So, yes, and it's only about 10 minutes in the car from Luca. Mm. Um, so really worth a visit. And, and they're still doing work, so I'm sure it will continue to improve mm. over the coming years. And it's not so
0: expensive. Because if a few of you get together, you can pay for a taxi yeah, to take you there yeah, or back if you don't want to hang yes, in the car. Parking. Yes, yes. Yeah. So for
1: about 20 euros, you can get a taxi. Mm. Um, and I think the villa's not particularly expensive, maybe I'll say 10 euros, i have to check, but but, but it's not particularly expensive Mm -hmm. to to go for a visit, Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, a a good couple of hours, two, three hours, Mm -hmm. or even longer you could spend walking around the gardens, and um, and inside as well, yeah, 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 so that's somewhere, and that's something that's improved a lot i went about five years ago and it was beautiful but a little bit sad because it was a bit run down both mm. the gardens you couldn't go inside the villa but you could see it wasn't in particularly good state of repair so mm. it's really wonderful oh, that's then that you've seen that cause yeah I'm not,
0: i only went i don't know it was last year or the year before so i've seen it at a good point and i know it has improved mm, but mm. i didn't see it in, in yeah so that's good that you've seen yes
1: and they've got um some photos a little exhibition of sort of the transformation and they show oh. half the left-hand side of the villa before and right mm. afterwards and you know, know it's only a photo but you can see how much um, it's been improved mm. so that's definitely worth a visit and mm. then there are a number of other villas quite a few around Luke, um, mm. or, which are interesting to go to
0: mm. well Debbie, it's been an absolute joy talking to you i mean it's just like because we're friends we're just, sat here, <laughs> just sat here having a chat which is what you know i want it to be it's absolutely lovely i mean it's great that um to talk to you because you've done what a lot of people want to do you know sort of you know buy a property here either to you know as a, as a holiday home or second home or um you know to move here permanently because mm-hmm. i mean we've got friends that have completely relocated haven't we but um i'm also i'm going to try at the buses. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to. <laughs> I think next time I come I'm going to try try and master these buses. I keep saying I will, but because of Covid it hasn't been, you know, practical to do it. But once we get back to um some point where it's um you know okay to travel on the buses, you know, again. I think I think I'm going to do that. Yes, that'll be your next challenge. Next challenge to challenge. <laughs> so Debbie, thanks so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It's lovely to chat with you. Well, what an insight into how to immerse yourself into the Italian way of life. I really do need to come for bus travel. Maybe Debbie could accompany me on my first trip, minus the large screen TV of course. This is the last episode of series one and I am delighted to share with you that life in Luca and Andrea has recently burst through 500 downloads. I am so very grateful to everyone who has downloaded and listened. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes as much as i've enjoyed making them it's been so much fun and so many thanks go to my guests joe paula deborah deborah vanessa and debbie not only for being so enthusiastic about the podcast but also for being so generous in sharing their experiences series two will be launched in the autumn if you don't want to miss it hit the subscribe or follow button now on your usual podcast app or click follow on my website, lifeinmooka.podbean.com. I would also be tremendously grateful if you had the time if you could leave a review or add a comment. Thanks so much for listening. A presto.